just in for retirement and that's good. As the big day gets closer and the question becomes, where do I stash my retirement savings? On today's show, we'll cover some of the ways to save that can make a positive difference in your retirement. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Well, hi there. Welcome to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help take charge of your money with us. Each week at this time is Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger, and we welcome you in. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday morning with us at 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Ben, Matt, how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing great. How are you? I'm doing, doing well, good. Dude. I, I, t- I got to tell you, this show is chock full of good stuff. And, and like I always say, I don't know if we'll get everything in, but we'll try to do the best we can because there's so much uh, great content in today's show, if I do say so myself. All right. So <laughs> as we drive down the road to retirement, maximizing our saving and continue to grow the nest egg is something that's always on our mind. Now, we have some places where you can stash your savings with some uh, offering guaranteed growth stash it sounds like you know you did something illegal where we're we gonna where, where are we gonna stash the cash you know what i mean you know what i'm saying uh, yeah. but no but seriously guys what 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 can you have for our friends and listeners today yeah let's start off uh, i want to start off on a high level and we'll get into a few specifics here um but something that ben and i always educate our uh clients about has to do with certain elements or characteristics of any retirement uh any investment i should say so uh, let me share those three with with everyone listening one is something could be classified as liquid and we talk about the liquidity of something in other words how how quickly and easily can you get your hands on those funds. Uh, Another investment might be classified or have the characteristic of growth. So it's earmarked for growth. Uh, Some traditionally, you know, some things grow uh, with higher potential interest than than other things. Uh, And then the third category or characteristic um, is that of being safe. How safe is this investment? Can you lose your principal, right? So any investment that you're looking at can have, Ben and I always tell people, anything can have two out of the three of these things. Uh, something could be liquid and growth, something could be liquid and safe, or something can be safe and, and traditionally earmarked for growth. Uh, nothing is all three, right? There's nothing that is liquid, growth, and safe. If there were, we'd all be out of jobs, but that's okay. We'll all be rich. We'll put all of our money into something like that. Right? I like that. Right. I like that idea. You know, it reminds, yeah. reminds me of a song, uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad by Meatloaf. Remember that? Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. No, I'm not going to sing. We'll not Gary, sing. Gary, come on. Come on, Gary. Our audience is starting to get ready for you to sing here anytime. Uh, oh. Next week. Yeah. I so so w- when we look at these, and uh, we'll go a little more in depth, but just as an example of something that is liquid and and growth, earmarked for growth, something that is easy to get your hands on and get money out of, uh, and something that generally grows well. And I might even say, you know, traditionally outpaces inflation. And we might think of something like, you know, stocks, right? right. Um, something that is liquid and safe. It's completely safe. You can't lose your principal and, uh, and you know, and you can get it anytime. That's, that's just your simple cash accounts and, you know, money market, anything like that. And then the third one, if it's safe and uh, earmarked for growth, we look at something called equity-based vehicles. So that's on a high level. I just want to throw that out for our audience, and then we can get in a little bit more to to what's out there. Ben? Yeah, so when you go into more some of the specifics, you know, I, I always say that there's not really a good or a bad investment. And I always make the joke outside of uranium mines off the coast of Peru, <laughs> those are always bad investments. Don't, don't do that, right? But in the retirement plan, you really want to have a combination of all these things. You want to have yeah. something growth liquid, something that's liquid safe, something that's growth safe. 
And so if we're taking a look at the options that we have out there right now today, it's a much different world than it was a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, inflation has has reared its head and that's made some positive impacts for fixed vehicles. Uh, and then, of course, negative impact for actual spending power. But mm-hmm. if we look at some of the vehicles that we should put in, and so let's look at some of the segments here. If we look liquid and safe, this is typically your you know emergency cash fund. This is money that's going to be 100% liquid for whatever you need it or the first couple of years of retirement. And those ones have typically been money market accounts, which nobody has been excited to put their money into money market <laughs> accounts over the past couple of years. But right now you can get a government money market account for, you know, four to 5%, yeah. Yeah. mostly because of the inflation metrics. So it's honestly not a horrible short term spot. Yeah. If you have to have something that's liquid, right. In short term. Right. The thing is that you don't want to have it in there. That's going to be for three years, right? It's not going to be four percent for three years it's going to change and it's going to fluctuate but that's a great short-term spot honestly though the best vehicle right now in terms of the 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 protected side Mm -hmm. and mostly liquid is i bonds Mm -hmm. and so i bonds are backed by the treasury by the fed and it's inflation backed security or or inflation backed treasuries so what you get here is right now it's over it's over six percent until april but the problem with I-bonds is you could only put $10,000 per year per social security number in it. Mm-hmm. So you can't put a million dollars in it. I'm sure most people would at this point. Yeah, it's all, could. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's all protected. Now, it's liquid after about 13 months. You want to keep it at least 13 months. After that, you have to pay a couple months of interest and you can get out of it if you want to. Uh, and it will adjust based on inflation. So that is one, one good spot that we can end up putting some funds here when we're talking the, the liquid and growth side. You know, what about... Uh, Something that I have a lot of people that come in and sit down with me and they're not fully aware of everything that's on the growth and safe side, especially with the equity based vehicles. Right. I think most of my clients are pretty familiar with the liquid and growth. Most people understand stocks. Right. They've been investing in their 401ks, their IRAs. Right. Or maybe they have a brokerage account. Uh, but often it's the growth and safe bin that maybe we can talk about a little bit more. And, um, you know, I, I always introduce them to things like, you know, fixed indexed vehicles, whether, you know, there's there's things on the CD side and things on the insurance side with fixed index annuities. And that's something that comes up a lot in my conversations. Are, are you getting the same thing? Yeah, but in different contexts. How about you, Gary? Have you had any uh, flyers to go to a dinner seminar for a fixed index annuity? <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> funny. I just read something the other day that the popularity, I don't have the uh, the numbers, uh, the it, the popularity of those in last year or so, it's just, it's just exploding. It really has. Yeah. And I just want to take a minute, guys, and remind everybody, uh, the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me is Ben Koval, Matt Liebarger. They're with us every week at this time. And I want to give you the phone number because at the end of the segment, they have a great offer for you. It is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. I can't remember where I saw that article, but boy, they said the popularity of those last couple of years of fixed index annuities are, are really going through the roof. Yeah, and I think with anything that's equity-based, uh, and there's a few vehicles out there, but the key for those listeners who aren't familiar with that terminology is picture something that is is tied to an index, right? I'll just use this for example. So example, something could be tied to the S&P 500. If the S&P 500 goes up, uh, you will get a participation rate. You'll get a percentage of that. So let's say it's a 40%, 50% participation rate. Whatever it goes up, you'll get 40 or 50% increase you know, in your uh, investment. Um, and some people say, well, why would I want just a partial participation rate? Well, because the other side is safe. If the index goes down, you don't lose anything. You're, you, you don't go down at all. So it's kind of this mixture of safe and growth. 
Yeah, there's you got to keep your eyes out on these, though. Yeah. You know, so here's the big problem that I see with both fixed index annuities and on the bank side, they're called structured notes mm-hmm. or sometimes they're called buffered products, uh, but they do generally the same thing. So instead of a fixed rate of return for a fixed period, like a CD is, it's a rate of return tied to the market indices. Yeah. The issue here is that a lot of times I find them sold relatively deceptively mm-hmm. with indices that have been around for six months, okay. right? And so they backtest very well, but the real world doesn't quite have the same scenario. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're sitting in an office with an insurance salesman, they're going to say this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Let's put all of our money into it. I'm putting all of my money into it. You, know, <laughs> you get that kind of jargon that's just not yeah. – it smells bad, right? And if it smells bad, it probably is bad. Yeah, you have to care about the indices that you're tied to, right? Well, and the company that you're tied to. I mean, it's, it's all a combination. Now, that all being said, some of the best earners for the growth and safe metrics have been on the equity CDs and fixed index annuity side. You just need to make sure that you do your due diligence on this and make sure that you have a good understanding of how it ends up incorporating into your overall plan. And that's the thing is that annuities really have a bad name, that they're they're a bad word out there, right? Uh, somebody hears an annuity and they just hear all of the the ads that are, are attacking these as horrible earning vehicles, high fee vehicles, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And really, there's two different camps of annuities. The ones that typically have a bad name are either variable annuities or life annuities. These are ones that are essentially insuring you for longevity risk, insuring you that you're not going to run out of money before you die. Mm -hmm. And that's okay if you find yourself in the fetal position every time the market goes down. Well, sure. You know, maybe a life annuity plays a role into your plan. But generally speaking, you can get similar protections through laddering things that don't lock up your money for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's really kind of the other camp of these annuity products, which are more meant for accumulation. They're meant for growth not meant to lock up your money for the rest of your life. So again, these can be good vehicles Mm -hmm. as you get closer to retirement, especially with bonds being historically low and bond funds being really hammered with interest rates rising. It's not a a bad spot to end up uh, putting some funds aside. Yeah. So we actually always have a a handful of slots open when we do these radio shows. We've got 10 available here this week for the first 10 callers that come in. You'll get a completely complimentary meeting where we'll be able to go through a strategic planning session. We'll sit down with you, and it could be either in the office or remote, but we'll go through an analysis of your current investments. We'll talk about what your fee structure is, how you're charged based on those investments. We'll also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce some of your taxes, especially in the long run. This is typically the biggest hole I find with client accounts. And then also we'll give you a personalized long-term financial retirement and income plan. This is to help you with a one sheet to show how much money you can draw, where it's drawing, all the way through to age 100. And then we can start talking about which one of these types of investments really work. And if you call in, we'll give you a free copy of my book. I wrote a book specifically designed to help clients understand some of the basic questions through retirement planning. Do I need a retirement advisor? Uh, What's going on with required minimum distributions? So if you call in, we'll get you on the calendar for that complimentary meeting. And we'll also give you that copy of the book. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Get on the phone right now at Soundpath Retirement Strategies. They're standing by ready to take your phone call. 877-249-6900. All right, we're going to take a short break. What's coming up next, guys? So we just covered some of the things that we should be looking at when it comes to investments in retirement. Now we need to talk about some of the things we shouldn't be doing in retirement. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. 
I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. They're back with us to help you take charge of your money on your Sunday morning. Ben Koval, Matt Liebarger, and we thank you for joining us here on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And we all have our coffee. Yeah, we got my. We have our <laughs> Starbucks, right? It's early Sunday morning. We're ready to go. Nice and awake. Absolutely. That's right. All right. So we went from uh, driving, and now we're parking. Uh, parking your retirement money can be a challenge. And one thing is certain: there are definitely some places where you shouldn't put your money, uh, like under your mattress. Uh, we're going to break this down. <laughs> what do you guys have for us? Yeah, under your mattress is a good place not to put your money. Uh, maybe don't bury it in the yeah. backyard with <laughs> yeah. with a pirate treasure map at the spot. <laughs> You know, it actually is, is, is a funny and maybe sad story. Uh, I was chatting with uh, somebody and we were talking about, you know, where their funds are. And I, I made what I thought was <laughs> I made what I thought was a joke, said, just please, as we start to plan this out, please tell me all your money isn't just sitting in this, you know, in a checking account somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And this person who is in retirement age said, of course not. And I thought, whew, good. Yeah. And then they. And then they tricked me. <laughs> they said, "They said no, I wouldn't have it there. The government will steal my money. I'm not letting the government steal my money. I have it all in the safe downstairs. <laughs> and, and I I thought that maybe they were joking. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but they weren't joking. They, they really had all their money in a safe. And this was the idea that no one was going to steal their money. And I, I thought, oh, boy. Well, yeah, you got a so, problem with growth on that one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My first conversation is, well, first, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. The government might not steal your money if you're paranoid about that, right, yeah. but inflation will. Mm-hmm, like yeah. every day, every month, every year that is down there, inflation grows and your money does not. Did the guy have and a so, tinfoil hat maybe, you know, looking, oh. looking for aliens or something? I, I don't know. You know, it might have been under his ball cap. I oh. just didn't see it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you save something and you keep it purely in safe accounts and there's no aspect for growth. Then your money is in a very real way getting stolen. You are losing money due to inflation, and inflation has a unique way of targeting seniors, right? Seniors are on fixed income, and uh, we need to look out for two things when you turn the tide into retirement. Uh, I think Ben talked about it a couple times last week. Yeah, you've gone from this whole accumulation phase your whole life. Uh, At this point, we need to now look at distribution, but also still accumulation, right, Ben? Yeah, we need to have a combination of it. You know, I also get, I have clients come in every once in a while. I had one actually, I think it was two weeks ago, that was asking me if it was a good idea for them to go buy physical gold. Mm-hmm. Now, this this isn't a, an abnormal question. And it's not it's not in the realm of I'm going to put all of my cash savings in my, my oh. safe under my, under my house. <laughs> yeah, but please say the gold could be buried in the backyard with <laughs> a treasure map. It, it could, it could. <laughs> it, it could be put in the bunker. Uh, but the the issue here is that typically when people are looking to buy gold is because they worry about destabilization of the the currency you know because of inflation whatever the case is yeah and this is usually not a great investment tool so if you have physical gold you don't have gold stocks you you have it you know gold coins or whatever and you need to liquidate it how do you get that money especially if the entire economy goes down like they fear worst well, case scenario yeah i mean that that's a different one so if the economy is still around then you have to go to what a pawn shop or a bank that would sell you know it yeah. ends up it has significant liquidity problems but the other problem like you said matt is if the economy does crumble mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why people say let's go into gold because at least there's something there but if the american economy fumbles and the us dollar is no longer the world leading currency 
then most likely the zombies are here. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right about yeah. that one. Yeah. Or we're, yeah. we're being taken over by another company. So at, you know, that, at that point, uh, what, fresh water is what we really want? Yeah, you don't want gold. You <laughs> want water and ammo. Yeah. I mean, that's that's your currency. So uh, it ends up becoming not a, a great long-term play. I mean, it does have some hedges on inflation. But if we're looking at some of the things that we really shouldn't do when it comes to overall retirement, uh, savings, it's going to be things like too extreme on any of those one areas we talked about in the first segment, yeah. right? So liquidity, growth, and safe. Yeah. So if we're looking at something that's a that's um, too safe, too safe, for example, uh, then you you run into issues when it comes to uh, being able to draw the income from it, or even having growth, right? Sure. So if you're quote unquote safe by putting the money into your safe yeah. underneath your house, yeah. Well, yeah, but your growth is severely, you know, nothing. It's really nothing. Or, you know, physical gold. Well, it's safe in that as long as it's in your possession, it's fine. Sure. But you don't have liquidity in it. So it ends up becoming not useful for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the other side of the coin as well, right? If something as you're approaching retirement is purely focused on growth, it could be high risk, high gain. And as you're approaching retirement, if everything you have is in high risk, high gain, well, that high risk can be very scary if you're 65, 70, 75, and that risk goes the wrong way, right? If you're too overly uh, situated in that camp. Well, right? and that's the issue we've talked about in previous shows is like the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, maybe Microsoft in there too. Yeah. And so those are all meant for growth. But last year, they were all down over 40%. Mm-hmm. That, that's a rough go for a single year. Yes. Ben, I, I've heard the, you know, some people I talk with have kind of this overall standard when you're trying to guesstimate how much can be in risk when you're approaching retirement. Mm-hmm. And I keep hearing this. I don't know if any of your clients have said it, but 100 minus your age, right. that's the percentage that you could safely have in high risk stocks. So yeah, if you yeah. were. I hear 60, that too, guys. I hear it's like the, 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 the rule of thumb for what the 100 rule, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're 65 years old, then 100 minus 65, you can have 35% of all of your assets in high risk, high gain. Right. Uh, are, are you hearing that too, Ben? Is it just Gary and I, or what, <laughs> well, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, you know, if you, if you hearken back to the time where you were actually preparing for your advisor's licensors, you know, that, that's what they teach is the rule of 100. Yeah. And so this one is essentially the epitome of guesswork, which I hate. As, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm not a big fan of guessing through retirement. Uh, but what that does give you is, is a, a litmus test, more or less, as you are in your 30s and 40s getting closer into retirement. But it becomes significantly less relevant when you're actually 10 years away from retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily about what percentage of risk that you need to be allocating to. It's more about how do you diversify your assets for purpose Yeah, is is really a main problem once we get to that stage. Hey, uh, Ben yeah. and Matt, I just want to take a moment to remind everybody this is Sound Path Through Retirement. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. And Matt and Ben are with us like they are every week at this time. And by the way, over 10 years experience, like they mentioned, they are fiduciaries, which by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients. And they specialize pretty much anything and everything. Uh, dealing with retirement, retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, and so much more. I want to give you the phone number because after the segment, we'll have a great offer for you. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. All right. Thanks, guys. for so let me jump in there. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. So let's talk about a couple things that can be really double-edged sword for you. So the first one's going to be real estate. Yeah. So I always get people coming in loving their real estate, which is fine. Real estate is a great diversification for income generation. It's a passive income source. It's a hedge against inflation. And hedge on inflation. It grows. It's an accumulator. Now, the issue is that 
for those that actually manage real estate, it's somewhat of a nightmare. <laughs> it's it's not a fun experience. And so sometimes I'll have clients that are 60 years old that are saying, yep, I'm going to spend some of my money to buy investment properties and then, you know, rent them all out. And I go, okay, great. You know, have you done that before? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is probably a bad time to do it then to start. You know, if, if you've had a rental property since you were 40, that's great. You can do this just fine. You know exactly what to expect. You know exactly what the work's going to look like. And, you know, you've had your mind in it. But if you were in tech your whole life and now you want to get into real estate at 60, it's significantly more difficult. Get ready to have a second job. You're, you're going to be doing this as a job. So real estate can be great if you've done it early enough. It tends to be more difficult once you get to retirement. But another thing that ends up becoming more attractive that I see some clients coming into is something called non-tradable REITs. Real estate investment uh, trusts. Yeah, but non-tradable ones. Okay. So a REIT is something you could buy in the market that gives you a real estate interest. You know, it's, it's exposing you to real estate markets. And that's good, but it's not a physical property. A non-tradable REIT is where a company will come to you. It's you know out of Texas or wherever that's buying strip malls or medical facilities. And they're going to take your, per, your funds to buy a portion of that property, and they're going to give you your percentage of rent back as essentially a return. And then they say after 10 years, they're going to divest it and you're going to get your money back, something like that. So it's a way for you to get into real estate without actually getting into the physical elements of real estate. The problem here is that there's no secondary market for these. Yeah. So if you get into it and you want to get out, you can't unless the company buys back your yeah. shares. You can't get out till they let you out. Till they let you out. Yeah. Like and a timeshare kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, well, it, it's it's actually not because a timeshare you can use for yourself. No, but these ones, it's, you know, 2008 when the markets are crashing, they don't let anybody get out. No, and you're sitting there watching all your hard earned savings just, to just go down to zero. You can't leave. Yeah. Wow. 2020, another example. And you always mentioned that if something's going to be illiquid, like you can't get out of it, then it, it needs to be safe. It can't also take you down to zero, right? You don't want both of those. Yeah, I don't want to have something that's risk exposed and that you can't get out of. That's yeah. it's it's too risky in general. And the problem is that a lot of times these companies base it off of leverage. So if they start to go down and you want to get out of it, they won't let you even though there might be a physical real estate attached to it, you might actually have your accounts go yeah. to zero. You might actually lose all your money. And and that's why it's so important to have a comprehensive review of all of the different options that are out there, right? There are good options. There are not as good options. Mm -hmm. There's all trade-offs, 10 or so spots open. I'm not sure how many have filled so far from the first segment, but these are spots available for clients to come in completely complimentary in either our office in Seattle or Bellevue or remote, if you'd rather do it on a, a Zoom call. And we'll go through a comprehensive financial review. What do you currently have? What do you have that might work? What do you have that you might need to fill some holes in? What's the fee related to this? How can you maximize your overall investment choices? And how could you end up getting more bang for your buck as you get through retirement, also having consistency and safety? And so we typically do a fee report with a risk assessment. We'll do a tax analysis, making sure that your taxes are covered and structured and that you have a customized income plan. And for anybody that signs up, uh, these next 10 callers, we'll end up giving you a free copy of my book. It's the book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success, written specifically for retirees to understand some very basic questions in retirement. It's not old people skipping through daisies. It's not a sales <laughs> pamphlet for an annuity. It is specifically designed to give you the answers that you really need through retirement. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. 
800-800-0000. And Ben and Matt and his team at South Path Retirement Strategies are standing by, ready to talk to you. Uh, you talk about getting out investments. Reminds me of another song, guys. Hotel California. You can check out anytime you want, but you can but never you can leave. Never leave. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's coming up next, guys? Yeah, if the Federal Reserve continues to change interest rates, it can definitely affect your portfolio. So coming up next, how you can protect your investments from changing interest rates and defend the nest egg you've worked so hard for. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning at 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I am Gary Nolan. I am your consumer advocate. With me, uh, Ben Colville, Matt Leibarger. They're with us every week at this time. And the show is Soundpath Through Retirement. A little bit about Ben and Matt, if you're just joining us. Over 10 years experience. They are fiduciaries, which means by law, they have to best the interest of their clients. And they specialize in pretty much everything and anything when you're dealing with retirement, maybe in that retirement red zone, you want to pay extra attention because they can help you through all kinds of different strategies like uh, retirement, income strategies, wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, and so much more. All right. Will the Fed continue to adjust the interest rates to try to curb inflation? Now, most agree, probably. What does it mean to someone who is just about to retire? We're going to break it down. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting segment and a, and a learning segment for me and a lot of our listeners, I hope, because, you know, first of all, what is the Fed supposed to do? Yeah, well, the key with the Fed, the Fed has a few uh, tools under their belt to help the economy and a few things that they're tasked with doing. And one of that, one of those is is dealing with inflation. And many people I speak with don't fully understand inflation. They hear percentages, they go to a store and realize, you know, that the cost of eggs are skyrocketing, but they don't always understand why, like what causes inflation. And I will say from a high level, I mean, there are a number of factors if you're an economics major out there, but a couple key factors we've been dealing with um, is, is one having to do with our supply chain issues. And if you've been around throughout COVID and you live by the water or by a port, and I mean, forever, gosh, 2020 2021 you'd look out and you'd see barges and ships just lined up out there waiting to get into port we've had some supply chain issues and that can really affect inflation um and when you look at global issues as well that have to do with the supply chain we have what's going on with russia and ukraine uh, a lot of our grain comes from ukraine and and so that affects our supply chain so these factors go in to uh increased inflation uh, the other one has to do with money supply and, uh, you know, Ben, I was listening to you talk at the college the other day when you were uh, wearing your nonprofit hat and teaching some classes mm -hmm. and you were talking about money supply. Uh, can, can you reshare that? Well, yeah, I mean, the big issue here is when you ask what is the Fed supposed to do? It, honestly, the Fed's one that created this problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was being nice. Come yeah, on, ben. I mean, it, <laughs> but it's I don't just mean 2020. They've created this problem from years and years ago. I mean, when we had Paul Volcker, anybody remember, remember him? Oh, yeah. Gary? I remember the name. Mm -hmm. Cigar smoking Fed chairman. That's right? right. He was in the, the late 70s, early 80s. That's when we had the last real big spikes in interest rates. Yeah. And it was because 10 years previously, the Fed threw out tons of money into the market. Mm hmm. I don't think they really had a good understanding of what that was going to do. But what it did do was cause inflation, cause stagflation, technically. And so Paul Volcker came in. He shocked the market by throwing rates up 
so that we can get back down to parity. And eventually we did. And since that time, interest rates have slowly gone down and down and down and down. Yeah. Now, here's the problem is that they raised interest rates a bit during 2015 and eight, 2015 to 2018. But when we hit 2020, the, the reason why you want to have interest rates at a pretty standard level is because when markets start to struggle, then the Fed can lower those interest rates yeah. and boost up the economy. Exactly. Right. It, it makes it cheaper to borrow. So companies are more likely to invest and hire and all that stuff. And in 2020, when we had COVID start to rage, we had the 10 year treasury, the interest rates down at half a percent. Yeah. Where are they going to go? So their options are they can't lower interest rate. I mean, there was talk at that point to go into the negative interest rate environment, Mm -hmm. which is insane, right? You give a bank some money to hold and you have to pay that bank for the privilege of holding your money. (laughs) That's insane. If you're listening right now, I will hold your money for you (laughs) for 1%. (laughs) So that was part of the issue that we had back then at that time. Uh, And the other issue that we had in 2020 was the money supply where we had COVID coming. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew what was happening. Nobody knew if it was going to be it kills everybody or it kills nobody. Yeah. And so the big problem that the Fed was running into is that they were scared of a run on the market. Yep. They were scared somebody was going to try and buy sell their sock and they couldn't sell it for $80. So they'll say, okay, fine, I'll sell it for 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, whatever. Just buy it. Just get me out of it. Right. Yep. That's what happened during the Great Depression. And so they didn't want to have stocks just completely tank down. So what they went is to their, uh, to the market makers. These are the individuals that are meant to buy and sell stocks for the stock market themselves if there's not a, an actual buyer there. And they told them, hey, you have unlimited liquidity. Unlimited. Yeah. Purchase whatever people are selling. Whatever people are selling, purchase it. Just buy it. Yep. And so that way we didn't have a run on the market. Now, the issue is you add that and compound it with the Paycheck Protection Program, which don't get me started on the fraud that was wrought with that. We had congressmen that were taking Paycheck Protection Programs as if their business was affected by COVID. <laughs> These are the people that passed it, and they're saying, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, new, new Ferrari. And, of course, prosecution hasn't happened yet, which is insane as well. But you take that and uh, com- compound it mm-hmm. to the issues. And all of a sudden, we have way too much money, way too much money out there. Yeah. And because of China's zero COVID policy, we had significantly less of goods, of yeah. things to buy. Yeah, our market is overly hot. More money, yeah. less goods, right? Yeah. And, and that is one of the ways, if, you, if anyone who studied econ is, one of the ways to slow down a market because that leads to outlandish inflation. One of the ways to put the brakes on is you is the Fed will raise the interest raise rates, rates, right? It's, in a way, it's, a, it's a way of putting on the brakes, right? Right, well, because it pulls money back out of the market. Yeah. It throws it back into the Fed by having interest rates that are higher, right? So it mm-hmm. cools it off. And, and, and that's going to affect retirees in a number of ways as the interest rates. Well, it affects everybody, right? I mean, Gary, you were talking to me about it, how you had you know all of your just regular utilities are too expensive now. Oh, I mean, it affects everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, especially when you go to the uh, to the grocery store. But is this a tried and true uh, 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 tactic that the Fed has used to cool down inflation? And has it been successful in years past? Yeah, well, I'll give you my opinion on this. So this is the gospel according to Ben. You know, this isn't uh, uh, anything else than that. But it has worked. When Paul Volcker did it, it worked. It curbed inflation. And then we were able to bring the rates back down. Uh, and it it likely will still work here. But here's the big problem is if the Fed would actually have come out and said, hey, we made a mistake. 
we made an error in our calculations and there's too much money in there and directly went in and pulled back money, we would have had a bigger hit to the stock market temporarily. But by now, we would have had inflation under control. Things would have been fine. And that's the gospel according to Ben, everyone. That's the gospel according to Ben. And by the way, they would have just said that. (laughs) And this is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, with me, Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger, with us every week at this time. I want to give you the phone number after the segment. have a great offer for you, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. I think a lot, uh, you know, a lot of us have been patient, but we're starting to lose our patience when it comes to inflation. That's the people I talk to anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and I, I hear the same thing. People are frustrated with inflation. But really, I, I, I think when it comes to the investment side, I, I do think the Fed is doing the right thing, whether whether Ben's correct and we can blame it all on the Fed uh, or not, which I, I'm very sympathetic to, to the gospel, according to Ben. Well, I am correct. <laughs> yeah, OK, well, of course. Uh, Ben's my boss for anyone who doesn't know. So he's always he's always correct when we're in an argument. I got you. But uh, but this is something you look back throughout history. You know, it when when times are struggling, the Fed can lower interest and, and it helps speed up the economy. And then afterwards, they can, you know, raise interest to curb inflation. So this is standard. This is a tool they have. The issue is that as you know, what seniors care about is as these interest rates are skyrocketing, and going up and they're still going to continue to go up uh, to curb inflation as that happens it affects retirements uh it, it affects bond funds for instance i mean bond funds have an inverse relationship to interest so as interest rates go up your bond fund that value it it goes down and you know and simply because you know a bond fund is really you know it has a certain coupon and if you bought that bond fund you know over the past number of years where interest rates like ben said were down around a half a percent or one percent Who's going to buy your bond fund right now with that kind of an interest payment uh, when they go out and buy new 10-year treasury for 4 or 5%, right? No yeah. one. So so the value goes down. Uh, the other thing I've seen is with, with mortgage rates, right? Th- right? Those are going up. And if I have so much money monthly allowed for a house payment and I'm out shopping, that house is going to have to come down in value for me to be able to afford it because more of my money is going to interest. Are you seeing the same yeah. thing? Well, that's, I was actually reading an article saying that Seattle was one of the hardest hit areas for home price decreasing over the, the inflationary time the past year or so. And I've seen it with clients who have starting to retire, wanting to go somewhere else. And all of a sudden their house is on the market for seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, no, it absolutely does. It affects everything. And, you know, the average bond fund last year lost over 20%. <sighs> Ouch. Right. Yeah. So the market being down 30 percent, bond funds losing 20 percent, inflation up over 8 percent. This is a big problem and it's something that definitely needs to be addressed thoroughly in a retirement plan. It is. And I think the key navigate, uh, you know, the key takeaway from this is to navigate this fallout from interest rate, inf- uh, you know, fl- fluctuations and to protect your finances is really summed up in a single word. We talk about it a lot plan, right? A holistic plan, creating a comprehensive, holistic, written financial plan is paramount. And that's, and that's part of, I mean, that, that is what Ben and I do. That is the whole reason that we're here. Uh, and for those of you who are listening, we are very grateful for you taking the time out of your Sunday morning to listen. And as Ben mentioned earlier, we always hold out 10 spots for all of our listeners um, throughout the week. I don't know how many have been filled already, but give us a call. What we do is we sit down and we take a holistic uh, picture of your entire uh, financial situation. We break it down. We make it easy to understand. And we look at everything from what's going on in your portfolio and how has interest affected 
you know, how, how, how has the rising interest rates affected that and how can we protect you? So um, we want to know your main concerns and worries. We're going to collaborate together and come up with best ideas specifically for you. And there's no gimmicks. It's free of charge if you call in. Uh, and as Ben mentioned earlier, if you call in today, we're going to give you a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. So call in and let's sit down and chat. All right. Like they said, no cost, no obligation. Get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications there'll be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone. Get a hold of folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And Ben and Matt and his team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by, ready to talk to you. Why are you delaying this? You don't want to do that anymore and because now is the time. You don't want to procrastinate. 877-249-6900. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more with Ben and Matt and South Path to Retirement coming up next. What do we have? Uh, it's time to see what's on our listeners' minds. A little time for question and answers. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and this is Sound Path Through Retirement. And Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger are with us like they are every week at this time. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio, spending part of your Sunday morning with us. And by the way, a little more about Ben and Matt, if you're just joining us, over 10 years' experience. They're fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interest of their clients. And if you're getting ready to retire, you really want to pay attention because they can handle it all for you. And they have like things going like uh, retirement income strategies that they'll help you with, uh, wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, and so much more. All right. These are questions our listeners have sent in. Uh, let's get to Frank in North Bend. I'm in the phase out range for my Roth IRA. Now, my spouse and I both contribute to Roth IRAs. Now that I'm in the phase out phase, I don't want to deal with the hassle of excess contributions each year. Now, does it make sense to split my 401k into some Roth and some traditional contributions, or would it be better off taking the tax deduction for the full amount of the 401k as traditional? Well, Frank, uh, that's about four questions there. We'll see if we can answer all. <laughs> what do you, no, they're what do you, great questions. What too. do you guys got for uh, for Frank? I mean, first off, good for you, Frank. That's that's a good problem to have <laughs> is that you start making too much money to contribute to a Roth traditionally. Uh, and the most frustrating answer a financial advisor can give is it depends. And honestly, it depends. However, one thing that we want to make sure we take advantage of is the current tax structure for Roth uh, IRAs. Roth accounts are great because they grow tax-free, they come back to you tax-free, and they go to beneficiaries tax-free. If anybody here, anybody listening, thinks that taxes are going to go down in the future, <laughs> call in and see us. <laughs> they are not. They are going to be going up. And so Roth that you can do now likely will be significantly more beneficial in the future. You want to have three buckets of money when you get into retirement. You want to have one bucket that's tax-free, that'd be Roth, one bucket that's qualified because there'll always be some level of deductions that you want to take advantage of, and one bucket that's going to be non-qualified brokerage accounts, capital gain exposed accounts. Now, what I'd probably recommend, this is what I do for most of my clients that are over that A or over that amount for Roth contributions, is do what's called a backdoor Roth. A backdoor Roth is where you contribute into a non-deductible traditional IRA in the year 
So essentially saying, yeah, this is a regular IRA and I'm not going to deduct it from my taxes. I'll pay taxes. I'll pay taxes on it, which you might say, why in the world would I do that? (laughs) And then in January, you flip it and roll it right into a Roth. You can make $3 million a year and do a backdoor Roth contribution. So even though you might be phasing out, you're not really because of this. Truthfully, it's a loophole. Yeah. And it likely will get closed soon. So you might as well use it while you can and then reevaluate your situation once that does close. Mm-hmm. All right. Great advice for Frank. Frank, get a hold of uh, Ben and Matt. We'll give you the number in just a few minutes and they'll be happy to help you out. All right. Ben in Edmonds, I keep hearing it's a great time to invest in bonds. Did I miss the boat or is still true with uh, the market and the economic climate? What do we have for Ben? Oh, well, it depends on what type of bonds you're looking at. So I had a client come in the other day. Uh, well, actually, this was probably like seven years, seven months ago, not seven years ago. Uh, and he was asking, why would I why would I do any other investment except for this one bond fund that I'm in? And I said, well, let me take a look at it. And it was earning a decent percentage for the time, mm-hmm. but it was all junk bonds. And junk bonds are bonds from companies that don't have a very strong financial backing. They prefer the term high growth bonds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, high yield. <laughs> high yield. High, high yield, yield bonds. bonds. Yeah. It's junk bonds. Yeah. And so the problem with like today's world, so let's just go fast forward to now, is I only look at AAA rated bonds as something to use. A bond from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. A bond from Microsoft, is it likely that Microsoft going to go out of business in 10 years? No, no. And they have enough real estate that they could sell and pay all their debt obligations. So not a big risk. But if you have a company that is a small company, a small tech company in Seattle that's issuing a high yield bond, there's a reason why they're offering a high yield bond. Yeah. It's because they cannot get anybody to buy their bonds for what Microsoft charges for their bonds because of financial stability. And when we start having that nasty word recession coming into play, yep. when we start seeing layoffs, junk bonds become significantly more risky. Mm-hmm. So I would say right now is not a great time to invest in bonds themselves. I mean, even Microsoft bonds aren't earning as much as CDs are or fixed annuities even. So likely no, but you should look at alternatives because there are great alternatives out there that can get you a good earn. All right, Ben. And uh, thank you for your question. All right, let's go to Lisa in Silverdale. My husband has an IRA rolled over from a former 401k. Recently, we're made aware that we can combine it with its current 401k. What are the pros and if there are any cons about going down this path? What do you guys think for Lisa? Yeah, uh, great question, Lisa. So it, it's true. Many 401ks allow you to roll over, bring in prior uh, 401ks, par- prior IRAs. And, you know, there's a couple pros to this that stand out right away. One, I just think it's a general, generally good idea to have everything in one place. Uh, I We've talked about it in previous weeks. I have struggled at times uh, when I first got into this industry of trying to think, where is all my money, right? <laughs> how, how many other IRAs and Roths and 401ks do I just have lingering out there? And we don't want to lose uh, lose our funds. So having everything in one place is a pro. Uh, the other uh, pro has to do with fees. Often uh, in 401ks, depending on what you invest in, you know, if you're picking something like ETFs or something like that, you, you can often have significantly lower fees. And so so that that's a pro as well. Um, you know, the con that I would see is potentially less investment options. You often have a lot more options in IRAs than you do in 401k. So you are a bit limited to what uh, your 401k uh, allows you, uh, you know, the options to invest in. 
Yeah, you do have some restrictions there. And also in the fee conversation, your IRA depends on what you're invested in. Yeah. Right. So 401ks typically have very low management costs. But an IRA, if you're in ETFs, you can have a very low expense ratio as well. Yeah. It just means that there's more work that's involved. Mm-hmm. It's not as set it and forget it as maybe a 401k is. You have guys that come in your office and, you know, they, they dump their stack of statements on your desk and there's like, you know, 15, 20 different accounts scattered all over. Uh-huh. I'm sure that yeah. happens, right? Yeah, oh, we, frequently. Yeah, I, I was before the show, Ben and I were talking and I was joking about sometimes it seems like they have a junk drawer at home, but everything in there is all their different investments spread out. And one thing we basically specialize in is taking the junk drawer, dumping it out. And how do we make a holistic uh, retirement plan with right. that? Yeah. yeah, I got batteries and, you know, old <laughs> screwdrivers. And no, yeah, the no, no screws. Yeah. In my <laughs> you find something in the back going, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, I haven't I, seen I, this in years. Yeah, exactly. And I really don't need it. I should have thrown it out. Anyway, but thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger, and the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. And I want to give you the phone number because after the show, I have a great offer for you. 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Going through some of our questions from our listeners. Let's see. Let's get to Daniel in Seattle. My parents, age 64 and 57, talking about life insurance. Now, I read on Reddit that it's a scam. Are there <laughs> benefits I'm not considering? I just want to protect them. I don't think Reddit is a great source for financial information. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but uh, that's that's just me. I don't know, guys. What do you say? Tell that to the meme stocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it Reddit a registered investment advisory firm? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Must be. Uh, uh, Daniel, uh, other than our jokes about Reddit, uh, great question. Um, life insurance, generally speaking, overall, no, I wouldn't put it in a bucket of a scam. Life insurance has some real positive reasons for it. And there's other times where life insurance isn't appropriate, but some some of the reasons to think about for your parents. And I specifically think of when someone is married or has a significant other. Uh, life insurance can really ensure a uh, continued quality of life should somebody die. So there's a few things to look at when one passes. Uh, if you have pensions, uh, depending on whether there's a survivorship uh, you know, percentage or not, uh, that pension will likely go down or go away Uh, with social security. If both people are collecting, well, the lower social security is going to go away. And then one, one area that people don't often think about is you've spent your life married, most likely filing your taxes as married filing jointly. And that's a great way to file for your taxes, right? When someone leaves, you know, passes away, uh, you find yourself filing single for the for the yeah. first time in a long time and that is a much worse tax burden so for a lot of reasons life insurance can definitely help and of course the last one is if you are looking to leave an inheritance for your children well and not even maybe just an inheritance but there is something called life insurance for retirement purposes lirp and this is where you structure life insurance as essentially a roth replacement since tax it's all tax-free when it comes back to the client it's tax-free to go into beneficiaries mm-hmm. and that does fit for some clients that have what i call a tax disadvantaged retirement meaning they've got you know $3 million in an IRA and that's all they've got. Yeah. So there are ways that this could be structured very um, intelligently and, and very deliberately. But then there also are the, the trade-offs where maybe not, maybe it is something that's just needless. You know, if it's a term policy, a term insurance policy, and they're no longer revenue generators, then well, maybe it's not a good investment. So 
it does depend a bit, but I'd say generally speaking, what Matt said, no, they're, they're not scams. They're always designed for a purpose, and it's usually for catastrophic losses. All right, let's get to uh, John in Maple Valley. About a minute or so left in the segment here. My wife wants me to work till I'm 60 or more. I've shown her calculations, and she still doesn't think we have enough money to retire. Anyone else have this problem? If so, how did you convince your significant other yeah. that the retirement was possible? Show me the numbers, I guess, right? Well, yeah, and this one is really common. So I had a client that was about 70 years old, and he was actually a Boeing guy, and he refused to retire because he was terrified, terrified he was going to run out of money. And, you know, you show a plan and you see where it ends up creating the liquidity, where you see it's generating income, how it's safe, and it ends up becoming significantly easier to retire. So I'd say creating a comprehensive plan is really what's needed, not just you saying, hey, dear, yeah, we're fine. We, we got it. Right. And she's like, look, I send you to the store and you don't remember to get milk. And, and <laughs> I, you're supposed to tell me you're fine. I, no, I need I need more reassurance. Oh, that's good. So stuff. a professional will typically be a little bit better to to help that. But my general thought process in retirement is if you have enough money to retire, retire. Yeah. yeah. We don't know how long we have on this planet. Well, and that's, and that's one of the key things we go over when people come in and sit down with us. So uh, Ben and I uh, here at uh, SoundPath, what uh, what we are doing is we're leaving uh, 10 caller uh, spots, uh, 10 spots open for callers uh, who are listening to this show. Come on in. We'll sit down and we'll go over the puzzle pieces because, John, it sounds like you and your wife, you have a lot of pieces to look at. So that's what we specialize in. We'll talk through all the different puzzle pieces that you need to consider uh, as you're entering into retirement. We'll look at Social Security. We'll look at fees. We'll look at taxes. We'll look at your income plan. We'll even deal with inflation and plans for that as we've spoken about during the show. So if you call in, uh, set a spot, we'll sit down together. And for the next 10 callers who uh, who book up those spots, we will also give you a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. All right, a goal to show here is help you make the best decision so if you have any questions about what we're talking about, how it may apply to your own situation, just get a hold of Ben and Matt, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And Ben and Matt are standing by, and the team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are waiting for your call right now. All right, 877-249-6900. You want that smooth path to retirement. I always talk about you're, you're on the plane and there's a lot of turbulence and you're holding on to the armrest and you're white knuckling it. That's not the way you want to go into retirement. Believe me. <laughs> 877-249-6900. Guys, show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I hope you found the information we presented helpful and we look forward to you all of you being back next week, we'll have more of Sound Path Retirement coming up next week, guys. It's a pleasure. I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. Thanks, Gary. Hey, thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires 
the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.